Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of Caravan 13, episode 15 to be in fact. When last we left, our intrepid band of uh, jolly good folk who cooperate and definitely don't uh, inter-party bicker or take too long to shop, found out that the port town of Valentina has had quite the miserable run with the undead as of the last couple centuries. And now they are trying to find a rather rich benefactor who's provided them with a job across this wonderful ocean. We're going to continue down a party member as our uh, house sorcerer could not be attained today. He was busy with family matters. At the table, you have your lovely DM, James. We have the druid, Parda, played by Sarah. We have the eldritch knight, Vareed, played by Mac, and our half-orc, half-orc, right? You're, you are, yeah, you're not pulling a Brandon? Okay. A half-orc ranger, Gorak, played by Chad. My apologies, this has gone off to a great start. As of last episode, we ended with everybody finding out, well, not everybody, the Quinn and Vareed, that the undead were slimy, nasty, tarry, acidic, and had slaughtered a tower in the midst of uh, some runes, and it was a fresh attack. We did not resolve two things that I had planned, so we're basically going to get those out of the way right now and also move forward. Vareed, in your act of discovery, and when you're going through the tower, you notice that two of the bodies... Um, in your search have little white gem-looking things in the crook of their ear. You recognize these as being uh, facsimiles of a sort to the gems Aurin had given you many, many three weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) It was months, but yeah. Wow. A matter of weeks, months, years ago. And you you recall all the way back in episode 8 of Caravan 13. <laughs> Suddenly you guys are back in a flashback in the middle of a desert surrounded by crystal demons and fuckery in an oncoming storm. <laughs> by the way, handy Deus Ex intra-squad communication flashback here for you. He does the whole phone phone home thing. Should you ever meet anybody that's got one of these just like you, touch your ears, shake hands, and say the magic word. Great, give me your hand. We need to make sure we're synced up. He touches hands, and as he shakes, he says the magic word. And that's how you do inter-squad communication, and that's how we're going to tie this up. Thanks, Kate. Thank you. Bye. Now, 200 years in the future, you guys now have two more gems. You explain the process to Quinn. He goes, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> this is odd. And we t- the magic word. The magic word. <laughs> how do we know it's working? It's working, dumbass. In his mind, he hears it's working, dumbass. And you just see him go, not so loud, and you hear not so loud in your head. So, Quinn now has intra-squad communication. This works the same way it always has. 
if you're on the same plane of existence, you can communicate as long as you're not in an anti-magic zone of a of you know a certain make. As long as they aren't using an anti-matter, no communications bomb, or any runic inscription that says no communicata, you're good. Which basically means as long as I don't want you to talk to people, you can't. You're good. That is all you need to find. That is it. The tower otherwise is done. Quinn is going to volunteer to stay behind and do some mild studying. You see him pull out an alembic and start collecting like material, and he starts studying it and writing notes in his magic notebook. This is when you are going to go down the stairs and you're going to do the magic shake with Gorak. The magic word, Mag- done. Magic word, done. Yes. Yeah, you now have a magic pearl in your ear that allows intra-squad communication telepathically. Testing. Beep boop. I'm in the middle of a calculated equation. Okay, then. All of a sudden, across the realms, why the fuck is this line active now? And you hear roaring in the background. (laughs) (laughs) And then it goes quiet again. Hour must be in some deep shit. You've put fucking hour in a legend. Saved our asses. (laughs) What the fuck have you all not done? Jealous? I've not killed a bear riding a unicycle while juggling. (laughs) You won't kill a bear on me. That's because I haven't given you the opportunity. (laughs) Otherwise, it would be among your league of accomplishments, good breed. (laughs) Moving past this obvious tangent. I know. As I recall, Chad still had a natural 20 to his navigation, and this was all part of the same thing. When last we discussed Lord Garlemald, of which you do not know the identity. I should remind you all, you do not know which Lord Garlemald this is. Can you tell I've talked to them about a certain Lord Garlemald of some kind off table? Was ten miles north. Okay. If I said east last podcast, I had my map wrong. It's ten miles north. Oh, Lord. I am... Case of the vapors. Oh, Lord. Smelling salts, quick. (laughs) Smelling salts, quick. I'm going down. Okay. You begin your ride north with... Mac, check your pocket. I check my pocket. You find a map has been placed in your pocket. I open up the map. You find that Gorak has been navigating with this map. He's kind of been like, bow map. <laughs> he's been reading the map through his bowstring as he's like aiming at people. <laughs> I can assume actually he's probably been riding one hand and probably just keeps the bow on his side, but then switches to the map. Yeah. You find that the map piece you have is part of a larger map that works with Gorak's map. Where the fuck did this come from? I don't know. Where did it come from, Mac? <laughs> it's not a deus ex, by the way. <laughs> no, that's. I can say this 100%. It's not a deus ex. Mm-hmm. This is real. 
you uh, you give it to Gorak, I assume, as yep. Gorak, as you put the two map halves, or well, they're not really halves, they're shards of a map, you find they seal together to create a more finite map. Magic fuckery. <laughs> In the distance. Squaw, squaw, warlock fuckery, squaw, squaw. <laughs> The rare metagaming pigeon. <laughs> yes. No, it's also not warlock fuckery, but that joke, every time the word fuckery is used in this table, it must be preceded by warlock, or else it's not true fuckery. <laughs> so you now have a more complete map, and you find that there is, much like the infamous Marauder's map, that appears to be pacing 10 miles north. It seems like it's squiggling about in a general area. Does it have a particular name, or is it just an X? Nope, there's just an X that is proceeding to move ever north on your map. And you know the fastest route to take to get there. Mind you, it's... You guys got there just, uh just after sunrise so in vegas time that'd be like six o'clock maybe five Mm o'clock now it's about seven you guys have spent a few hours on the road between encounters and such and now you are oh slowly getting there you do realize that this would be uh you realize this is a several hour ride if you were hauling it given the topography and geography of the map you know this is going to be a little rough so can I scout ahead? Can you? I can transform into a number of birds. Do you want to? Yeah. Go ahead and give me an intelligence roll. Oh. No, actually, not. it would be a wisdom, wouldn't it? Yeah, for, for magic? Not, well, I was thinking for survival. What is survival? Is survival intelligence? I don't have a character I sheet. I don't remember. It's right here. Hold on. Sorry. It is survival is wisdom, so you have a plus five to that. Twenty. <laughs> she crit. Cool. Yeah. Um. Keep it on the table, Sarah. Hmm? Just keep it on the table so you don't have to put the box. Oh. There's not much room on her side. She can put it on one of the books. Uh. Cool. Thank you. Anyway, yeah, so she just crit her survival. So I can't spontaneously say an arrow takes you down as you're a giant eagle. So you survive the the travel. You can survive for several hours. You can stay transformed for several hours. I now need you to give me a, uh, a spot check. You also didn't... How far are you going? I would say at least five miles. Okay. Are you going to keep trail with them, or are you just going to start squaw, flee? I'm going to keep trail with them so that they can at least see me, but be ahead. Okay. What'd you roll? 15 plus 5, 20. No, that's an intelligence roll, dear. Mm -hmm. Or a spot is, well, yeah, no, I guess that's still a 20. Fuck. Well, 15, 16, then. You bitch. Okay, hold on. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, no, you, uh, 
I would say for the first league of the journey, if you're doing that, you uh, you manage to perceive quite a few threats, and with him being lead navigator, your amount of threats you would catch are even further reduced. So we're going to say that about two hours go by, putting this at around 10 o'clock Valentina time, which I'm going to keep saying for local time just because it makes so much easier to just do night-day cycles based on what we're used to. With nary a threat, although you do see a bunch of weird odds and ends. One I'd like to call in particular that one of you may want to make note of. As everybody leans forwards and grab pencils, I love it when people pay attention. You find a vine-strangled path that diverges west some 12, 13 miles off the coast of Valentina. You do not know where it leads, but brimstone, sulfur, and cinnamon kiss the air near the path. So we're finally getting some actual local wildlife. Yes, because for once, I haven't had to railroad anything. (laughs) And I'm allowing you guys to explore. And also, since you guys are out being dragged into God knows fucking where, I can give you things to explore. It's like we're not chasing gods right now. (laughs) Can you tell I'm excited? Can you tell I'm excited? Because I'm excited. Oh, Lord, I'm excited. And it was thus that you have found two places to explore. So we've got the circus now, and then we've got... Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know it's a circus. You just know that it's F-A-I-R-E. You don't know what it is yet. And I have not talked to... They assume it's a circus. I've never actually told anyone about this, because I'm keeping those under wraps. (laughs) I'm excited about our little side adventures we may or may not have. Moving forward, good Chad. High five. Yeah, air five. <laughs> you hear an ominous thundering of footsteps. Ooh. Like an army marching through the woods. Do I see anything? You see nothing. I see nothing, but I hear it. Definitely. You would be the first to hear it with your natural things. You hear a a war march of some kinds and the, the rattling of pikes. Are there like trees left There away? is, you are, the, the scenery does not change often on this end of the island. This is mostly desert with a couple of trees. It's actually not desert, it's like boggy. Boggy. It's boggy. Boggy. Savannah? No, 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 no. Um, like jungle. Um, it's like dead jungle. Dead. It's like super peaty and uh, oh. dead trees. Yeah, the series we're working on is a desert. Yes. Now, I would like to bring to your attention that as you've traveled, you've noticed that towards Valentina, everything's a shade of gray. Everything's very... It's had the color sucked out of it. The literal life is just 
gone. Very monochrome. The city itself is quite pretty, but the surrounding areas are very bleak. And as you ventured further out, it feels like you're slowly getting back to color. Except by color, I mean you've gone from black and white to sepia, as far as filters go. However, a, a particular feature I'd like to draw you to is you guys are now... Your, the mud you've been trudging through is no longer a nasty brown and gray. It's like a mahogany black. Ashy? No, no. Ashy would be like the first section. Hmm. No, no. This one is far more... Uh, there's more life in it. There's life, but... It, I guess you could, could, could call, call it, it life. <laughs> you could call it life. Yeah. Well, the essence of life. Wink, nudge, nudge. It's almost like I was about to say, is it the stuff Quinris found? No. No, it's the stuff in all of us. Fecal matter. <laughs> God damn it, Mac. I'm talking about blood, damn you. Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Shit for brains. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, My players are daft. God damn. <laughs> Chad having a conniption in his chair. Can't say anything! <laughs> Why? What? We have a literal being that we know of that craves blood. That's true. But, I mean, this is We don't far... actually know if anything's wrong with that. Oh, no, I, I, I'm about to spell out what this is. This is a literal marching of soldiers. You can hear it. Plain as day. You just can't see them. army you fought a legion okay. but an army <laughs> build words McConnell. anyway we you this is very important i want to set the scene for this this is far more than just oh it's just soldiers no no far more egregious far more terrifying especially since we can't see them correct which means spooky soldiers spooky soldiers and there's a very important thing. You hear a war rally cry. Oh, what are they spotting right now? Us? No. You hear the drawing of swords. As you guys... Uh, Sarah, you hear all this. You don't see it. You are going to be kind of like a passive observer to this because you're so high. However, for you two, I'm not going to ask that you give me any rolls as uh, Chad's natural rangerdom kind of saves you guys from this. His natural 20 on navigation and everything mixed with Sarah's thing. Basically, is keeping you out of trouble for this. This is mostly for scene dressing and just kind of adds some awesomeness to the journey, lore building. Both of you see an arrow sling between you two and drive itself into the tree bark. And you see the tree begin to set on fire, a spectral blue. <laughs> there was no need to I roll know. for initiative or anything, but I mean, I appreciate the role play. It's good. I know. It's good. I just pictured Gorak all of a sudden going, <laughs> <laughs> just fully drawn the bow, like, <laughs> You begin hearing the clang and clash of steel and swords, and the sound of death. Basically, I'm not going to try and recreate that with how sensitive these mics are right now. Yeah, and I don't remember which episode it was. Just go back to earlier in this season. You'll hear a blood-curling scream. 
Yes. It was Mac going overboard in the ship. <laughs> no, it was uh, when I did that one where we yeah, yeah, jokingly yeah, yeah, said Sarah. Yeah, no, that was like episode three. Anyway, not the point. In the, about the 40 feet away, as you guys are trotting, you hear a sword drive through somebody and a scream. And you watch as the mud depresses as you hear a body fall over. Like, you see, like, an outline. You see an outline of somebody fall on the floor. And you see, you, you see like, blood smattering on trees, ble- trees bleeding, setting on fire. At one point, you guys are going through this section of wood, and you hear, like, a, uh, the, you see, uh, like, you hear a trebuchet fire. And you watch as part of the ground seems to hollow out and there's still sections of where the mud splattered on the trees. And for about 10 minutes this goes on as this invisible war goes on around you. And eventually you hear like the vert, like not, oh God, I almost used the totally wrong word there. Oh, mother of God. You hear a, uh, a victory cry and you hear like an officer begging for his life. You guys finally, towards the tail end of this little encounter, see several specters hanging an officer's ghost with chain. And as this image fades, his skeleton is still swaying on the tree limb. Anyway, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) What? I'm just trying to think if Gorak would recognize any of that sort of magic, but it's like, nope. That's not magic. Mm-mm. No, no. Far worse. The afterlife. <laughs> I love this area. <laughs> Gorak, give me another navigation roll. Did you crit again? No. Oh, deal. It's a That's good thing almost you a get, crit. It's, it's a crit of a kind. However, don't you get advantage on navigation checks or something with that weird Forgotten Realms Ranger thing? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Just give me a just give me a check. Go ahead. I'll give you a best of two or best of three. That's better. Much better. That's a crit. Cool. <laughs> Because Chad has been rolling so wonderfully. Everybody, please get out your pens and papers. <coughs> Let's see which one you get. <gasps> Yay! You see... You guys are uh, in a mountain right now. Hold on, don't write this. You guys are in a mountainous range right now, kind of approaching the mountains. I did mention this. You guys have been ever approaching those. As you guys are ascending part of this mountain path, you see... In the far horizons, you see that the forest becomes more full. That life does exist further on this continent than you are. And peaking just at the edge of what looms in the forest trees on the horizon, a crystal pyramid head. Mm-hmm. And what appears to be an obelisk of some kind. Heroes of Might and Magic? 
Now I would like to point out that the pyramid and the obelisk are not together, but they are two individual things you have sighted. The pyramid it would be to your east. The obelisk is northeast. So those are two separate areas you see in the distance. Everybody have that written down close enough? Yep. Excellent. We're going to say that you make it. I'd like. I'd rather not uh, bog down this episode with meaningless encounters and just reward you guys for exploring at least somewhat. It feels a little bit better that way. Gorak, with your navigation just going so smoothly, you uh, you guys go at a fairly average pace, but Gorak's intrinsic uh, rangery nonsense allows him to maybe take shortcuts that aren't on the map that he just finds. Allows him to cut through some relatively untraveled paths that happen to be clear of danger for now. And of course with the ranger stuff we also don't have any issues with crossing over those pathways. Exactly. Yeah. Not with a, unless it's like magical terrain. If, if there's something that's magical, then I can impose DM fuckery. Mm -hmm. But non-magical terrain, basically, he's like, guys, this is how you cross it. No biggie. <laughs> so, you arrive, I would say, on a, on a scale of uh, Red Rock to Grand Canyon, you guys are somewhere around Turtle Head Peak, Red Rocky. You guys are about, oh... 1500 feet up not too bad you know mm -hmm. you're you're relatively up snaky paths you've maybe dodged a few loose rock falls nothing that's like oh dear party wiper inbound no no i'd make you roll for that one yeah. no no not today oh boy just some loose like oh dear like somebody was above you gorak you're you're approaching the x rather finely you find that sometimes it's even though you've crossed it, implying he's either above or below you in some regard. On the course of scaling this mountain. Yeah. And then you uh, you find, a, oddly enough, a strange post on the side of this mountain wall with two horses tied to it already. Ooh. One is a white stallion. The other is a, uh, a gray Clydesdale. Both very odd horses to be tied up at the side of a mountain for sure. But uh, Vareed, you have seen the white horse before. Once, long, long, long ago. You can't place it but you've seen it before as you all draw off this post is quite long long enough that I can have you all tie up your horses safely and not have to worry about it <clears throat> the horse looks at you and bows its head Ooh. smart horsey <laughs> has she landed or what do you mean 
can we assume she's land, gone back into being a part of? Where she's I would flying? assume. I would assume that she has done her thing. Your horse has followed you <clears throat> diligently to this point. I would like to point out. It, it sees you. It keeps in trot with them. It follows Vareed's horse, basically, because it knows Vareed's horse. They talk. <laughs> Good nemesis. Nemesis and Roach are having a love affair. <laughs> I'm joking. That's that's not for me to decide. So uh, you tie them up. I assume by uh, Parda's own admission that she has untransformed... And I believe that is actually the only time you're able to transform today. Maybe you can use it one more time, but you cannot go elemental wild shape. You'd have to go into like a bear. Okay. Okay. Just like to clarify that elemental wild shape requires both uses. Mm-hmm. So the post is rather strangely tied up because there is no opening to this side of the cave entrance that you would be looking for that's obviously there, you notice a particular rock at the, f- at the base near a, uh, the white stallion's hoof. Mm-hmm. You see a dark black rock, almost like polished obsidian, Ooh. and it has a small white complete I want to pick up the rock. You hear a faint voice in the back of your head. Slightly just back there, just no real words come to mind, but you hear just like a small child's voice back of your head. And you pick up the rock, and you, when you pick it up, you can like see little contrails of magic in the air. And you see the outline of where the cave obviously is. And you can see where the rock is supposed to go. You. Yep. And the cave rotates open. However, you no longer have the rock. Right. If you, you Obviously, if you take the rock out, the cave shuts. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go in the cave. Into the cave they go! <laughs> Everybody here have dark vision? Yep. yep. Great! No need to worry with any spells, incantations, or torches. Moving on, the thing shuts behind you. And instead of being shrouded in darkness, you're in black and white world. Because you don't see in color when it's dark vision. If you want to see in color, cast a light spell or bring a torch. Everybody in agreement? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. This is the part where you draw your weapons. <laughs> I was when Gorax had his drawn this entire well, the staff part in his hand the entire time. Really? I mean that was close. Every time I roll an eight, I'm really sad because that was one face off from rolling a twenty. You know? <laughs> Makes me very sad. You hear rustling, a tussle. An engagement further down this cave mouth. Vareed, mm-hmm. we've talked about something like this in a prior episode. Well, in air quotes, episode. <laughs> on the cave wall, on your right-hand side, about 35 feet in, 
at around uh, rib height, you see a brand, a sigil, drawn on the wall. You are reminded of a tiefling house that is not your own. It looks very similar to the crest you have on your shield and armor right now, but there are several major differences. You've never described to me what your crest looks like. We'll have to go over that a bit sooner. But this one is basically, um, we all know, that's Baldus and we all know, uh, like a, a German coat of arms has the big uh, majestic shield and then like the twin griffins, I want to say is the German one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the the old German whatever. I do that just to say uh, this one has the shield, that weird majestic shield thing, but it has um, a... How do I want to describe this? Basically, it has two tiefling runes inscribed on the outsides with a uh, with a tower in the middle and a sword plunged through the middle. You are reminded of an ancient fortress in the tiefling realm known as Sargatana. That is all I'm going to tell you right now. You should have seen the look on everybody's face at this table. It was amazing. <laughs> One of the reasons I want to start doing videos soon. Too bad. <laughs> so, it is in this moment, um, perhaps um, for roleplay's sake and just a little bit of player engagement, Mac, this, uh, perhaps seeing this has rem- maybe reminded you of your own. Uh, would it be bold of me to assume that maybe your character held out his hand and, like, recreated your house crest in, like, fire in his yeah. hands and compared the two? Mm-hmm. You guys kind of see him compare house crests. We can, Mac, maybe over break or uh, between episodes, you and I can go over what your crest looks like in more detail. Can you tell I didn't get time to plan this with him ahead of time? (laughs) Besides, now this gives him ideas of what maybe his crest looks like a bit better. That definitely isn't the one I saw you press in the other cave. Weird cave memories again. What is this? What are you talking about, Parda? I don't know. Maybe it's one of my trips to the cookies. Behind you guys, you you see uh, Vareed holds out his hand, and you guys kind of have like that brief like white light sensation of like staring at something, and it kind of still like shows an after image. Oh. When you guys turn around, there's a big version of Vareed's crest in the wall behind him. Oh. <laughs> that wasn't there when you walked in. 
not huge, mind you. It's but it's about twice the size of the other one, which is about the size of your palm. Mm-hmm. Vareed, give me a knowledge arcana roll. A twenty with mods. I like it. You guys see him as he like puts his hand over the crest. And he, like, wipes his hand over it. <laughs> totally unintentional southern accent came out right there. I was trying to say, like, Like that waves. that you hear. He, like, burns it out. And he holds it in the palm of his hand. Vareed, you now can conjure this tiefling crest whenever you need. However. Fear for the other one that says they recognize it. Basically, whenever you show this to people, it is not perfect. It is, you've taken it, but you, it's not your crest. You basically can only take it from the one you've done. Mm-hmm. You basically have to recreate it from memory at this point. Just, do you recognize this kind of stuff? Right. You cannot adopt this crest as your own, as it is not your own. However, for the sake of roleplay, interaction, knowledge gaining, you have access to this crest. <laughs> but you cannot use this brand on anyone. <laughs> Reed, you have now gained the ability to brand people. And Chad's like, wait, he can what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what Gorak would say when he's just probably like, well, I'm guessing no, some. I have that ability. He just sees me. Like... Well, no, I'm just assuming watching him do this. I'm like, some sentimental shit. <laughs> My family's crest. One of them. So you're a lord also? Do you decide to divulge this rather critical information? That's on a need to know basis. You don't need to. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> the scuffling down that mouth gets louder for some Let's reason. Let's go check that out. <laughs> you blackguard! Lame ass! <laughs> you see a bunch of uh, rather ruffian styled thugs, basically, attacking some steel-plated mercenary-looking fellows. Mm. This treasure's mine. I found it first. (laughs) Yeah, good luck, pal. You see, like, four men with, like, the armor. You know the one. (laughs) Black and gold, sleek-plated gothic armor, horns. Ooh. They're basically standing like partially like phalanx style. Like, there's about like eight of these thugs. You don't recognize the colors they're flying, but obviously, this is like a local band of idiots trying to cause trouble. It doesn't take much to realize who's the loser in this situation. (laughs) How many of the plated guys are there? Four. Four of the plated. (laughs) <laughs> I don't think you want to go then. <laughs> Give me a stealth check. <laughs> Dang it. 17. We matched. 
Roll again. <laughs> oh god, what? Wait, 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 wait. Pass without a trace. Cheater, you could have declared it the first time. Sorry, old boy. I know. But I also have it. No, you couldn't. But you said something before you uh, cast Pass Without a Trace. No, roll. Seven. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, my dear. Somebody yeah. hears you. Who goes there? Part of the O. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> roll for initiative. <laughs> When someone asks who you are in a dark cave, don't you answer! <laughs> <laughs> or you let me say your worst nightmare in fucking... <laughs> oh, dear lord. I love oh, my players. Somebody crit failed. 18. 11. So that's two 11s. Somebody crit! Oh shit. Oopsie daisies. Eight. Eight. Two people crit! Three people crit! (laughs) Oh god, they're back. (laughs) Oh dear! The dice are back with a vengeance. Not when I needed them. What's that? Tidal wave? <laughs> oh, you, you could just... Tidal wave! Tidal wave! Chad's hand is in his face like, Oh, dear! Oh, you want me to do that one instead? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you kind of go towards the end of the line, sweetie, but that's fine. <laughs> All the ruffians like are starting to like yeah 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 yeah, but I had to roll to see what turns they were going. So you had a what? Eighteen. You had an eighteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Eight. So we're going to basically say that most of the ruffians and the plated knights go first. So we're just gonna say that the gold ones. Uh, you guys need to face this way. No 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 no. So you have the the four boys here. Sorry, we're gonna do a little bit of light setup. You know what? I have a thought. We'll be right back. All right, we're back. We spent a long time deliberating and making sure this encounter went absolutely perfectly. And it turns out that Parta had a mysterious advantage called Elven Advantage. She got to re-roll her uh, initiative, and she actually rolled spectacularly. She challenged Chad for an eighteen. And we decided that the elf should go first. Parta, what's your first move in this wonderful round of combat? Tidal Wave! She's going to use a third level spell slot and cast Tidal Wave. Seeing as how Tidal Wave is basically just a DC equal to uh, dexterity. Spell save DC of 17. I'm going to do a bulk save. Please, dear God, if I crit, I'll roll individual for the one that didn't crit. They all fail! Fucking Christ, I love it. Okay, roll 4d8s. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, 
I'm going to say hold off on the plus five this time. We'll, mm -hmm. uh, we'll save that just for now. So they all took 13 damage, and we are going to keep their bases in the square they are in. I want to thwap them with my bonus action of Thorn Whip. Hold on. You are not uh, within 30 feet. Yeah, Aww. too far away. You are not close enough to do that yet. If you move forward, I want you to think every five feet is, or every square is five feet, so 10, 20, 30, mm. 40, 55. You'd have to move half your movement. Okay. At mm. least to thwap the closest person. So if you want to do that, by all means. And none of us have haste. Oh, wait, hold on. I, uh, I knocked this guy over by mistake. Nope. But everybody else has been knocked prone, which, as I recall... Yeah. Oh, that's right. 5e has a really messed up thing for going prone. I think, if I remember reading the rules right, spellcasters and ranged attackers have disadvantage when attacking prone targets. I'm not joking. Huh. What? Yeah, well, they I have disadvantage. It, would, it should be advantage. Nope, you have advantage when in close range. Mm-hmm. And that's it's either that or that's how Pathfinder do, does it. I remember it like being prone was something really dumb. It's probably they don't want it to be just insta goop everything. Yeah, you have to be like you have advantage if you're in close range. Like when you're right next to somebody, oh look at that, your ribs stab. But when you're from afar, you have a smaller target. Mm -hmm. They're closer to the ground. That's how I remember this being done. I'm gonna look up the rules to prone real quick. So and of course, everywhere I'm looking isn't there. Can I see somebody's uh, player's handbook? Chad, you are the closest one. I apologize. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Parda, if you want to go ahead and move up to, you have, I think, 30 feet of movement. Uh, remember, each, each block is five feet. You can move diagonally for 10 feet. Are your character sheets and whatnot where you need them? Uh, mine are in the spells area and the ranger section. The okay, rest are so just good. backup ones. No, you're good. Okay, so advantage and disadvantage. Uh, Sarah, are you in range? Mm -hmm. For one, uh, 10, 25. Oh, wait. Oh, no. 10, 20, 30. You're just within range. Give me a melee or a, a melee spell roll. Basically, your, your attack roll plus your wisdom. Plus four. Nine. Wait, plus four. I think one of you plus five. She has a yeah, plus, plus five. No, no, no. I have proficiency. Oh. Right. So what'd you roll, Sarah? A five. So 13. Okay. But she has disadvantage. Oh, yeah. That's... We can make it a house rule. I'm... I know it says ranged attacks, but is it... It's like projectile range. We'll say it, roll one more time. Eleven. So okay. you would take the lower end. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to find out where they go over attack rolls and such in this game, and I think I've gone too far. Um, we are going to say that one was a relatively low AC character. We will say it hits for the sake of killing time. <laughs> <laughs> so roll your 2d8s for me. For those of you who are going... Sixteen. I did maximum damage. Congratulations. Uh, Parda. Hmm? Perchance, what was your intention with this, uh... Thorn whip? 
Yes. To kill one of them that's in the water? Well, the water has since splooshed. Okay. So, my, I guess my question we, is... She should, she should like, strangle them with the... With the I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, basically, how do you, uh, how do you kill this thing, I guess? I would say bludgeoning on the head. Well, it's a whip, remember? Oh, yeah. So, when I'm picturing, ooh, what I'm picturing is it's a thorn whip, right? Yeah. Basically, it takes off part of its face. Face. I was picturing more of she wraps it around the guy's neck and then pulls. Okay. (laughs) Just rips his throat out. Everybody has their own interactions, but, I mean, Parda did say herself she uh, she clubs it in the face. So, I'm going to have to say that this has a blunt end to its thorn whippiness. Maybe it's kind of like a... Like a crab flail, like it whips around and then thumps. I'm picturing more like a cat of nine tails where it just rips. Well, I want to imagine that, but she said bludgeon, so we're going to say she bludgeons. I know. It bludgeons. It's bludgeoned. Dead. Blah! Somebody just tossed that in the bucket. Here's the problem. Still haven't seen anything about prone in here. Maybe it's in the DM's guide? No, it shouldn't be. I mean, it's all about just basic BS here. So, that means it's Chad's Just, turn. Yep. So I'm going to do the one that I threw Hunter's Mark on, which is the one that looks like he might be a leader. Sure. Uh, What'd you really? Roll? 25? Yeah. Yeah. Roll uh, a 15 plus 10. Yeah, mm-hmm. 25. I mean, dear God, if he rolls a 18, he literally has a plus 30. That means his strength roll can hit a god if he rolls an 18. <laughs> Yeah, um, unless we're going to say it's disadvantage. Yeah, he hits for 25. I mean, it. roll again. It's a ranged attack. If Sarah suffered disadvantage, so do you. And he crit failed. It caught, but... Okay, if you pull it back, what would it have landed on? Uh, 11. Yeah, you still would have rolled a 21. So you still would... So your first attack hits. Roll your second attack. Don't roll damage yet. Roll your second attack. Uh, 19. Okay. Do we want to do... Yes. yes. 13. Yeah, so that all... So, hits. no matter what, they both hit. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta pull out a calculator for all this <laughs> stupid math. What's... Oh, oh, just roll your damage. It's 5 plus 6 plus 4. Oh, my God. Just roll your normal damage. And 3. 3? Yeah. 5 for the first attack, 3 for the second attack. 5 for the... Wait. How? So 7 and 9. That's what I'm saying. 13 and 11. You rolled 24 damage. Yeah. That sounds right to me. Yeah. Congratulations, you rolled 24 damage. Wait, plus your d6? Roll your d6. Plus your d6s? Four. Four. One. You rolled 29 damage. Bonk! I was like, oh my god, can I actually deal damage? Is this a real thing? 190 to 191. You absolutely... So is that guy dead, or is he just... Oh no, he's not dead. Please. Just kidding, yeah, he's fucking dead. (laughs) I was about to say, these are just normal bandits. Your hunter's mark has now been removed. Uh, actually, as a bonus action, I'll move it to... You already used your bonus action to cast it. Yeah, oh, yeah. you did. Yeah. Fool. Thank you, Mac, for keeping up on that. 
Thank okay. you. Use those bonus action on the next Here's turn. Use the bonus actions. Sorry, you guys. Movement and position. It says it's on 190 to 191, but I'm looking for being prone. Condition described in Appendix A. But what is Appendix A? Is Appendix A in the back? What's the matter? We forgot to add the hu the uh No I did. The humanoid thing you did? Yes. Oh shit. I added the humanoid thing. Do you find me foolish? A uh the creature has disadvantage on attack rolls. An attack roll against the creature has advantage if the attacker is within five feet of the creature, otherwise the attack roll has disadvantage. Thank you very much. Ladies and ladies and gentlemen of the jury, that is how being prone works. Let it be known that in episode 15 of season two, I showed you how prone was done, and it only took me 10 minutes to find. Mac attack! They're all prone. So <laughs> I'm going to declare their initiative bunk for this turn as they were literally cast aside by a large pool of water out of literally fucking nowhere. I guess that puts me 30 feet. <coughs> I'm still too far away to hit with my sword, so I'm going to attack the one that's directly in front of me. Whack with the javelin. With what? With, um, first I'm throwing, or first I'm using firebolt, and second I'm going to throw my spear. Okay. So, firebolt. That was an at 16 for the first attack. It is, you still have disadvantage on it. Yeah, no. Second attack was an at 17. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Throw your spear. <laughs> fucking Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that would be... A natural 19. <laughs> uh, that was a crit. Uh, a 19 with mods. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> I can't even joke about this shit. And the uh, second attack was an at 20. <laughs> I was joking! <laughs> Fucking joking, Matt. Everybody, can we just... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to cancel this episode. They win the game. Caravan 13 is over. I joke. Okay, we're not doing this joke again. The last time I said this, the whole thing failed. Okay, so roll your damage for your firebolt. <laughs> Nine damage from firebolt. And then... And then... My spear blades. Mac? Eight. Yes? This guy just dead. You killed him. Give me a 1d10. I got a 2. Ooh, Whoa, okay. So, so you've rolled a what with your fireball? A 9? A 9. Mm -hmm. Now roll your spears damage. <laughs> well, that would be a 12. Overall? Yeah, no, you, uh, you just, at this point, I just like to imagine you didn't even need to throw it. You just, you just stabbed it. Uh, okay. It's a spear. Reach oh. 10. Oh, yes, I forgot about that. So you didn't throw it. You just, whoop. <laughs> yeah, shook. How do you, uh, how do you shish kebab the boy? The man, the myth, the legend that is in front of this plated knight. Honestly, I swipe 
across his throat with the, the, the blade. Basically, just... Yep. Blarg. It be dead, matey. And using my free action, I'll... No, towards the, towards the knights. Who do you serve? As four guys get up and <laughs> jump him. <laughs> wobble, 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 wobble. Any of them spit up water? I'm pretty sure they're all coughing up water at this point. <laughs> yeah, they're like... They, they, they sputter water and phlegm and hit the side of their head to get water out of their ears, pick up their weapons. <laughs> they spend their turn getting up. The plated knights... Uh, this one has a halberd. Mm-hmm. This one has a halberd. Crunch. Uh, this one has a shield. This guy moves here. This guy moves here. They uh, they attack, and this all kind of happens as you're like... Shwoom, shwoom. By the way, I'd like to point out, you have your spear in hand, yes. not Veridoth. I know. So you would have to spend a bonus action, or basically your movement... I want to say it's all of your movement, basically, to mm-hmm. to switch to Veridoth. So you you uh, you go. Who do you serve? That's how you say it. Mm-hmm. You find that they're too uh, preoccupied. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna just roll to attack the Rufians. Nice thunk. That was that wasn't even a roll. Still would have hit. That does hit that hits good they all hit so I'm going to just This one runs this man through. <laughs> this one uh, does a pretty not insignificant portion of damage. Uh, this one is disarmed. We are going to put him as so to indicate that he's been knocked prone and is disarmed. This one needs to roll for damage. Five. Ooh, shit. Nice. This one is dead. This one. Um, with the damage they already took, yeah, this one dies too. This one, Parta. <laughs> this one runs over here. Oh. And exits your staff's reach. If you can break its AC, I'll allow you to take an opportunity attack. (laughs) Haven't seen one of those. (laughs) You just crit, didn't you? Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining this episode of Caravan 13. Yeah, I'm James the DM, and these guys fucking suck. Bye. (laughs) Roll for damage. Roll me your 2d8s plus wisdom. Because this is a physical attack. Mm -hmm. 
Twelve. Yep. Sarah, I'm going to... Little fucking spider bastard gang. Oh, I thought yeah. I got him. You, uh, how do you restrain this gentleman? I grab him by his ankle like he can't run. Swoop! (laughs) Where do you think you're going, pal? I have business with you. (laughs) Let me see your eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you serve? The plate guardians call out to you. The moon mother. <laughs> no, 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 So, so he says that. Um, so she's being typical part of the moon, and I'm just. I serve the moon mother. Being <laughs> 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 dragged across the floor. Oh, I, I say that uh, we serve the house of Garlemald. Okay. Uh, Gorak, who do you serve? All the way back there. Whoever pays me. (laughs) (laughs) Step dead. They just step on his skull. He dies. This guy gets stabbed in the face with a halberd. He's dead. Shing. They're surrounding him? Yes. They don't like mercenaries. I'm with them. Shing. Oh, my. Technically, this is where he would mention he's with us, obviously. Yes, yeah. I serve the House of Garlemald, so he serves the House of Garlemald. Yeah. But just to make you go, oh, fuck, remember your words, Chad, that <laughs> next time I will not be so lenient with your stupidity when people ask your loyalty. Otherwise, that would be four provoked attacks against very strong people, and your plus four to killing things won't be nice. dick. Don't worry, I did it too by telling them we were here. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha, buddy? Yeah. Now that we're in agreement, the next time you say something stupid, I'm going to make you fucking regret it. <laughs> don't make me, uh, don't make me punish you guys. So anyway, the, the plated knights, how can I trust you? I Anybody didn't throw the say. tidal wave at you. I made sure I didn't. That could just be beginner's inaccuracy. Excuse me, moi. <laughs> I am 220 years old, mister. You notice his plated helmet has slots for long ears. Ah! Hi, elf. <laughs> How old are you? He weaned in real close like. <laughs> So old, in fact, I won't whisper it on the mic. Oh, I finally met an older elf than me. I feel satisfied today. We're not that uncommon. Although, I gather by your vestments, perhaps you don't get in the city too often. Of course not. I am a druid, after all. You did say Moon Mother. Mm-hmm. He looks at you kind of like with that disdain maybe you're used to just not like a it's just druids are druids you know it's like weird it's like you guys 
you guys are really into mushrooms and the local <laughs> flowers herbage speaking of <laughs> have a cookie <laughs> anyway moving past the jokes how can I trust that you serve House Garlemald because I haven't incinerated you that's not good enough well they did send for us by boat actually for assistance would I happen to have the contract you all start. would happen to have a contract, yes. I just quickly reach into my bag and pull up the contract. <laughs> Each of the guards basically takes your contracts. They have the seal, sir. It's authentic. They burn your contracts, and the Garlemald symbol rises in flames, oh. proving it's authentic. I can understand why you're skeptical. We were a last resort. Obviously. <laughs> we were on the trail of his lordship when... Well... Those guys. Some, please. Those stains? <laughs> no. An inconvenience. Definitely inconvenience. I appreciate you guys' help. Not that we didn't have it under control, but you definitely... You hear screams from behind kept us waiting dear god they start running back towards this way i follow them same all right wait wait there was treasure mentioned do i spot treasure there is no treasure here okay then i follow them (laughs) (laughs) unless you consider whatever rags they were wearing treasure probably stinks a stink (laughs) they might have 10 gold all together it's not even worth going through the they didn't even own horses (laughs) right the mercenaries didn't even own horses. <laughs> so you guys follow the four-plated guards. And uh, all of a sudden you notice two of them thump and sink into the ground. Ooh. <laughs> Master Percival, do not worry. You guys all of a sudden hear a whisper. Hmm? Don't trust the shadows. They're listening. All of you hear that. All of a sudden, did anyone else just hear a really weird voice? It's Quinn. What's going on over there? It's been like hours. Are you guys coming back? No, it's just hold position. <laughs> All of a sudden, you you, you hear um, some undead nonsense. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to sink all my sorcery points into acid splash. <laughs> I'm joking, Brandon. I love you. You definitely cast a lot of chromatic orbs, though, at these undeads that definitely aren't here right now that nobody can see. <laughs> love you. You definitely can tell Quinn's into some trouble on his end. Mm -hmm. But he's got it under control. But somebody just told you not to listen, or like shadows are listening. Don't Mm. trust them. I'd like to point out at this point that I'm going to change this gold dice to a skull. I can only wonder why I'm doing that. (laughs) Those are the two that died. 
No, no. I took the two away that died oh. already. <laughs> so, we're going to be fighting undead champions? No! Hardly. Far worse, my good friend. Far worse. You notice a pale hand comes from above the like cave ceiling and snatches this champion, this knight, straight upwards into the cave wall, his weapons being left behind. Gone. You hear a screaming in the distance before a severed half of his body is flung back down from a further portion of ceiling ahead. The plate mail was cut clean through. Would Gorik's knowledge and undead be able to recognize any of this stuff going on? You might recognize rumors. Creatures turned of kinds. You've never seen one. Yeah. Something like this is far too dangerous to encounter yourself. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. If you just recognize the stories of whatever this is. You've heard rumors of... Maybe just cave... Everybody's heard rumors of cave-dwelling creatures taking people into walls. Yeah. There's no point that says this is undead. He's totally right, however. It is undead. It's very dangerous, in fact. I look forward to killing you all with him. Oh, my. And there's one champion left. You notice that the champion in front of you has a hilt. This is one of the halberd wielders. Mm -hmm. He's a halberdier. And his name is Percival. You can write his name down as he is considered story important. By the way, for the sake of uh, boundaries, I'm going to use two dice to dictate that this is only too, too wide, basically. You can fit three people, but the cave entrance starts like right here and then it expands to three uh, can i move forward? please yeah. yes no I, it's assumed you were following them relatively yeah. closely i have my sword equipped <laughs> i've still got the bow unless something starts getting too close you guys see a shadowy figure uh emerge in front of sir percival Nine feet tall with hands and claws basically matching its length from shoulder to foot. Why am I imagining that one creature from Zelda Ocarina of Time? It is not a redead. It's mm. far more terrifying. Rededs don't have claws the size of human beings. True. That's why I said these that's why I said these kinda of look closer to the shadow. Really? Oh yes, bitch. But not right now. You see Sir Percival thrust forward with his halberd. And this thing wrenches the halberd from his hands and bends the steel sideways and crumples it. And then 
in a dramatic moment stolen from Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic 2 and 1, spontaneously rocks fall and cover off this exit. But not before you see the mysterious Sir Percival draw a sword of radiant light. Yes, Sir Percival himself has a sunblade. And that is the last you see of Sir Percival. As we're cut off from the exit. Yes. You guys are in a 40 by 40 room. Mm. So eight squares by eight squares, roughly. This is some fudgery going on, but you know Mm -hmm. you're in a roughly, uh, or wait, yeah, eight by eight. And there's no discernible way forward. Your main path has been uh, collapsed by rocks. Intentional or just natural fun times from perhaps spontaneous water we don't know now you could attempt to clear the blockage whether or not this is magical is undiscernible but if you can give an attempt always to see if you can't try and clear the rock in some kind you do hear as everybody points to the resident tank well let's say both me and him have the highest strength I was just going to give him the nod of start moving <laughs> I'd like to point out that the rock is a near perfect fit but it's oblong but getting it to roll one way or the other there's no good handhold. Mm. but we are not going to have a Resident Evil 5 moment no punching boulders please <laughs> no, I think you just mean him lift it you can try but like were there any side passages you see flat walls. I'm saying if you want to try and go through that path, you can, but that will lead to a very tough encounter. Mm-hmm. Oh. Or you can try and explore the room. What I'll do is I'll give you the boundaries. Um, assume that this is just as wide from this point. One, two, three, four. Boundary. And uh, one, two, three, four. Boundary. All the way forward. That's a lot more than 40 by 40, but mm-hmm. it's it's because it's longer than it is, so it's probably 40 by 60. Mm-hmm. Assume the boundaries go to right here on yeah. each side. Just follow the invisible line. Please, uh, talk amongst yourselves. Anyone? I'm pretty sure that we should help Percival. It's not right to let... Uh, that's, I wouldn't fight that thing alone. That's going to be a tough one, even for you. Can you uh, see if you've still got that rock that lets you see things? No, that, I already used that. To he used that to, you would have seen that, Gorak, when he yeah. put it in. Also, metagamer! Yeah, I didn't tell Bad you metagamer! <laughs> you would not know he saw things! Shame! Everybody pointed him and laughed. Metagamer. Moving forward. Remember what happened when I said if you opened your mouth and said something stupid? (laughs) There you go. We will now point and laugh at anyone that metagames. Gorak, help me try to move the... uh... I'm going to need... I have a mental role. I want to see what you both do. Mm -hmm. But you definitely need to help each other 
you are both not strong enough to live through this individually. Wait, yeah. um, isn't there a like a buff spell that someone can cast? I believe there is a certain druid that can give an. Im- it's only on one person, but it is Mark of the Bear or something. It gives you I've advantage got- on strength checks. Okay. I've got. Oh wait, I have a strength check. No, but oh. she would give like bonuses and advantage. It's mm-hmm. a. Uh, I believe it's in Xanathar's. Um, I will look up the druid spell list right now. Gentlemen, I just want you to give me a simple strength check. Mm-hmm. You're only trying to move a boulder about 12 feet tall, 8 feet wide, the two of you on an odd angle. Uh, we going to include modifiers? It's a strength check. I'd sure fucking hope so. Yeah. So. And if you're... Pro- you are not proficient in strength checks. You do not add your proficiency bonus. Okay. I, I'm not proficient in strength checks? You, you're only proficient oh, in strength saving, saving throws. throws. Right, yeah. Right. Yes. So, yes, 14. So 17. So, I have a 14 and a 17. Mm, that's a 31 together. Oh, fuck. Um, I'd say you'd be able to do this maybe in another series of checks. However, um... Let's see what the... Yeah, druid. Um, druid spells. Wrath of Nature, Watery Sphere, Wall of Stone, Spike, Growth, Primal Savagery? I think it's Primal Savagery. Maybe. Maybe it's not. Oh dear. This is going to get quite awkward. Um, oh! Jam magic into your teeth with fingers. Oh, nope. That's not it. Oh. It's all. What's funny is I even remember asking for a potion of Goliath strength. Yes, and I told you to fuck off. I know. No, you don't want to go find the stuff for it. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Do we want to pause again while she looks? Oh, no, no, no. I'll say, give me... You guys have officially gotten a hand under it, and you're beginning to lift it. You guys still see Sir Percival's light radiating from underneath where you've gotten the stone. So you guys are now here attacking it from different angles. What I want you to do is give me another raw check. This is... Still strength-based, but I want to do it without mod yet. I want to see how you guys just do. Fifteen. It's enhance ability. I'm a fucking dumbass. Eleven. Eleven. Fifteen. Parda? Mm-hmm. Would you cast bowl strength on him, please? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's enhance ability. It's touch. So you'd run up to him and touch him. Oh. Chad, give me... A re-roll on that 11. Uh, 12. That's far, that's better than what you rolled before. Yeah. And that with your strength mod. I would say you guys are able to hold it up and let Parda through right oh. now. If she wanted to sneak through. Mm. Yeah, I'll sneak through. So We're so dumb. What? We're literally dumb as rocks. That's been the running joke. I can transform into something. You can transform into a rock elemental and you can do. No, but she, requires... she can't, remember? Oh, oh, yeah, you used all your round shape. But you could conjure a rock elemental. Ooh. It's a concentration spell. All as right. long as you don't get attacked, you're good. As spell. long as you don't get attacked. As long as you don't get knocked unconscious. No, it's attacked, too. Oh. Every time she takes damage, she has to pass a DC 10 plus the amount of damage she takes. Constitution save. Basically, stay behind me. Yes. Um, We can say that you, we, 
did all this, maybe she gets underneath it, or maybe she, uh... Do we want to just do, like, a, a fudge the rolls and say it's cooler to summon a rock elemental? Yeah. Okay, you summon a rock elemental. Congratulations. Um, I think he's coming to pull one of those up right now. I'm trying to. In fact, we can even say that the rock elemental sort of spawns from the rock here. Ooh. We're Clears not going to way. say that's him, because I couldn't find the actual earth one. Ah, it just fudge looks, much. That one just looks cool. Uh, Token me. <laughs> Thank you. So we now have the elemental magma that's actually playing the part of the rock elemental. I gotta. Basically, it like you. She like conjures it, and you basically just see like a couple of rocks like assemble, and it like puts its arms in the rocks, passes through, and it just spoon like forces the rock in half, <coughs> and just pulls it out of the side, kind of like the. The T-1000. <laughs> just straight up, just crowbars for hands, opens. By the way, it starts talking to you in rock. In Terran. You are a strong creature. I hope so. That's it. That's all it says. It's, very, it's literally dumb as a bucket of rocks. Mm. For now. This is basically just the untamed mountain given shape. Sir Percival and the like, we're now basically going to remove this and flip the script. We're basically going to say that you guys are now right here. <gasps> what a miracle. I just put all of you towards me. So now just tell me where you need me to move. Uh, Percival is now over here. And the creature is right here. It's like right there. He's driven the creature back some. You see scorch marks against the uh, the side of the cave wall where they've been slashing and clanging. Just kidding. The sun blade doesn't clang. It just cuts through things because it's a literal lightsaber. <laughs> Roll for initiative. <laughs> Did you crave? Uh-huh. Yay! Thirteen. Thirteen. Take ten away from that. <laughs> oh dear. Chad doesn't go last. He goes right before. Or tell me, Pers- yeah, he goes before Sir Percival. Barely. Percival is the last one. Um, I am going to roll for the... Why don't you roll for the uh, elementals initiative for me? I really don't want to use that roll. <laughs> What'd it get? One. Okay, we'll use my roll then. It got a three. <laughs> um, we're going to assume that you had sent it forward and around real quick. It used, like, you, you sent it forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all, uh, it, you can, like, see through. We'll say you know where the, the, the creature is right here. I can feel its presence moving. Correct. <laughs> you... You sense an abomination nearby. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, Percival goes last. The Bone Claw is going to. Good God, that reminds me. I need to look at this thing's reach. It's <laughs> ungodly. It's, I think you said its reach was 15. I'm pretty sure its reach is 15. It's freaking amaze balls. 
Where? If I was metagaming, we would not be here. <laughs> but I'm playing Farrakhan. <laughs> My apologies. I just remembered what we were fighting. Oh. Ah! Part of how much HP do you have? <laughs> I have 70 right now. Oh, thank God! Holy fuck me! Could it almost insta-gooper? How much HP do you have? 75? Thank God! The only one who would kill was Brandon! Anyway, it moves five feet. I want you to think about this. There is a... Uh, five... Fifteen. That is fifteen feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fifteen feet. It can hit Percival from right there. It's literally a knight in chess. It can perform an L. <laughs> Percival's about to take an L. I can tell you that right fucking now. Percival has that much AC. He's got a Sunblade and a... Uh, you notice when he drew the Sunblade before, his left arm was bare. He has a small buckler that reminds you of Brandon's old character, Lugas's shield, but smaller. So another reference to another video game? I wonder if it's the same reference that you're being referenced with. Yeah. Okay. He hits on one of them. I'm not going to roll damage against Percival. I'm just going to say it does the flat balance damage. I could do that for all of you and still probably kill each of you, except for Mac, in two turns. If I was to hit with every attack and take the median damage, I would kill you all in two turns. So now I need to see if uh, the... The thing, it's going, basically he's going to attempt to grapple Sir Percival. Mm -hmm. Sarah, mm -hmm. you have to concentrate if you try to cast another spell. Oh. I would not try okay. to cast another spell. And if you break concentration, good okay. old Rocky boy is yeah. gonna... But um. you can attack with your thorn whip. Yes, okay. you can, you can attack with, uh, well, no, that's still a spell. Is that a spell? Thorn oh. is a gantrip. Um, but it, you could still attack within 10 feet. Okay. I, I wouldn't get within. Nah. Sarah, just stay, stay back yeah. for this one. Use your elemental as your character. Yeah. I'd say you should be trying to heal if you can. Oh, good point. Oh, oh, no, no. Only an emergency heal. Yeah. yeah. Or throwing people potions. Sir Percival does not escape. You watch as this thing lunges forward and grabs him with one hand and pulls him ten feet Ooh. towards him. He now has Sir Percival with his hands like so, firmly wrenched around him Ooh. with the sun blade like to the ground. Like it dropped. Ding! Unfortunately, this thing is full-on exposed. Um, as far as I know... Um, it doesn't, it's not affected by radiant damage in any, uh, sense of the word. Um, yeah, no, uh, this thing isn't, 
uh, affected by being in bright light at all. But it so still you get, takes damage. For what? Oh, no, if he gets attacked by the sword. Oh, yeah, no, it's not like he takes bonus damage from being hit by the sword. Um, well, I mean, aside from what the Sunblade does already. Um, it is... Who had the highest roll? That would be Parda. Parda, do your thing. With the elemental, yeah. We're going to assume that for this, you rolled for the elemental as a 20. Okay. So, hit it. <laughs> Let me roll to see what the uh, stats on this rock elemental are. Because it may not be need to be within... <gasps> fuck my life, I forgot. What? Oh, dear fuck. Uh, forgot how good the rock elemental is? No. We keep calling a rock elemental. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Earth it's an elemental. earth elemental. And also, there's a very big freaking problem with this creature. Hmm. It gets. It is one of the only people in this game that gets to make an attack of opportunity when something enters its reach of 15 feet. <gasps> Question is, would it oh. let go of Percival? What? Would it let go of Percival? Good point. It has one. It technically did this. I did say it had both of his hands, but it can technically let go of one. And rawr. Rawr. Is it going to insta-goop this earth elemental? Hopefully not. No, I can't do that. Uh, the, the bone claw has two claws. While a claw, it has him in one hand. <laughs> I want you to think about that. This enemy has this thing completely restrained. It's entered its reach. It was right here. Mm -hmm. Boom, entered its reach. This is its reaction. Mm -hmm. Yes, it doesn't hit. You're free to move up. You're very lucky. I want you to think about that. Vareed, if this thing has a single claw, say, say, say it knocks per Percival unconscious. Mm -hmm. If you enter its reach and it still has a reaction... I'm going to let you know, it can hit you once. If it hits you once, it can attack again. Damn. <laughs> Hi, ladies and gentlemen. I gave them the option to not fight this boss. But Vareed wants to save. Vareed is a good boy. Vareed wanted to save a good warrior. Vareed wanted to save Sir Percival because somebody like Percival sounds important. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, Rock Elemental. Do, 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 do. So, my good Parda, would you mind rolling me two d20s? Two d20s, okay. <laughs> my life! <laughs> 20, first one. Natural 20? Yeah. God fucking damn it, Parda! <laughs> Second one was a 10, though. You, you obviously still hit. So for the first attack, do you mind rolling me three d8s? No, actually, fuck it. Roll four d8s. Six. Christ. One. Seven. Four. Eleven. Four. Fifteen. Stop. So that was 20 damage. Yay! Now roll me two, two more d8s. Ooh -hoo. So 20 damage. Four. 24. Six. 30. Mm-hmm. And one more. No, that's it. 35. She did 35 damage with that rock elemental. Basically, you just... Boom, boom. It's clobbering time. You just straight up clobbering. So, congratulations. Uh, that was a pretty big hit. 
Now uh, it is the Master of a Reed's turn. I want you to note 10, 20, 30. You could get within reach. But do you remember what happens when you get within reach? No, no. He only, he only used his reaction already. Yeah. He can oh. get in safe. If you want me to move you 30 feet, yep. 10, 15, 20, 30. Yep. I am still 10 feet away. Mm-hmm. I can still cast Firebolt and chuck a spear. My dude, you had your sword equipped. Oh, right. All right. So, Boy. It is time. You should show these guys the magic. It is it time, bro? Not not time time. Don't worry about that. New sword, swingy swingy. Oh, it's murder late. It's I'm I'm technically ten feet away. You're back. He's right. Mm-hmm. I mean, does action surge give me? It doesn't give you more movement. Nothing I can do can give me. Uh, or wait, does this game still have thirty feet plus a five? No, this is not three point oh. five. You don't get a free five foot. Okay. That's saying he's doesn't have. His, he'd have to use his whole action for a dash. No. He would have to use a full action for a dash unless he action surges. But even if I action, oh wait, I can. Oh, uh, you could dash for an action and then get another full attack to move up, but you'd only be doing it for five feet. Yes, My boy, just do what you want. I forgot yeah. that you were there. So, I guess just uh, fireball. It's the only thing I can do. Okay. Because I can't, I can't chuck a spear with a shield on. No. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, I'm gonna say nat 18 hits this thing. Fireball. A what? Nat 18. You yeah, know that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be right on that one, chief. <laughs> Why don't you hit? Like roll the damage. So that is seven. All right, seventeen damage. With Imp- fireball. Impressive. Impressive. And then you were gonna spear it. I can't. My spear's not equipped. That's right. Sorry, my dude. Yeah. Wait. Um. Hmm. Can you do fireball twice? No, it's a single action, and he doesn't have any bonus action spells because we always go over this. Yeah. Yep. No, no, that, that, that is everything I can legally do per the core rules. Per the core rules. And not even I feel like trying to rule lawyer my way to get you five feet. Yeah. A spontaneous breeze. <laughs> <laughs> Gorak. Uh, Hunter's Mark. And can I hit him without hitting Percival? With the uh, bow. It is pretty tall. I'm going to have to declare, though, that you would have to move uh, right here to hit it. Yeah. To get a clear line All of right. sight. Yeah, then I move over there. and then. By the way, we're going to say part of moves right here so she can see everyone. <laughs> All right. Hello. Now, that cost me an action or no? No. No, no, sorry. You just moved. You moved yeah. like 20 feet. Then I'm going to try and... Hit this thing as best I can. Go ahead. Bummer. It's resistant to necrotic damage. Uh, 19 naturally. Yeah, you're good. Hold. Yeah. 
pull the damage on that one. Nine. Three. By the way, this thing is just counted as a large undead. 26 damage. 26 how? It's undead. That's fine. That's Plus four. the four on top. Plus six. Uh, do you just oh. get a flat six? Oh, shit. You rolled a one. I didn't roll it yet. Five. So, I had a 12 plus eight. So 25, actually. Hold on. 12. So eight. Plus five. You did 17 damage. Resistances. Oh. Resistance necrotic? Yep. Alright. Your bow does flat necrotic damage Mm because it's spectral. Unfortunately, that's how it be. Yeah. You still did 17 damage, and that was on your first attack because um, you crit. Yeah, so you get another attack. Yep. Yeah, so 17 on your first hit. I think that might be a good way to balance it. The bow has a 19 to 20 crit range. Mm-hmm. Well, if we were doing that, that's Pathfinder, though. d and I thought was 20 no matter what. There are certain weapons that have... Uh, oh. Uh, 15. 15 plus mod? Uh, plus mod. You hit. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. I don't know why I bothered asking. I, th- I wasn't sure if that was after mod or not. Plus 10, so yeah. Uh, 1d12 plus 4. So, so 12. So that's a 12 plus 4 is 16. So hold on. Oh. Uh, uh, no, that's fine. So that's. Plus 3. So, and did you already proc. Does Hunter's Mark proc per damage? Yep. Per attack. Okay, so hold on. So 8. 15, so you did 32 damage. Yeah. So 32 plus 47. Did you attack with your spear? No, no you didn't. No, you didn't I... have it equipped. I'm sorry, I'm, I, for some reason, I just I wanted to make sure. So 32 plus 47 is a whopping 79 damage. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, you guys. You've just cycled turn one. <laughs> Bone Claw is going to make an attack against Percival because he's grappling him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my life. That's a 20. Um, I would like to point out that Percival is within five feet of me, and therefore mm-hmm. is under my protection. Is he? Yep. So... I can roll it again. You really don't want me to roll it again. No. I still crit again. Oh, my God. This thing... Does... <laughs> I tried Percival. You, he literally was just like... <laughs> Die! Die! Yeah, no, it, it. Oh my god, dude. It would have hit regardless. It gets a plus eight to hit. Madre <laughs> Dios! Yeah, no, um, it does 40 damage to him. Jesus. I just assume if a crit doubles your damage, basically, or whatever, or you roll extra damage dice, that this thing just. Boom. Just so Percival's taken 60 damage so far. Oh, God. Just in its one attack. It could technically attack again. However, I really want to see if this thing can hit Vareed. It's like this annoying pest. <laughs> Come on, Mama. Bring me home. <laughs> oh, God. No, it crit fails. 
<laughs> it's too distracted. No, no, it's just. I call hellish rebuke. What spell level would you like to cast that at, sir? Level two. <laughs> Second level? Yeah, because that's as high as I can cast it. Oh, that's right, you're a weak widow spell caster, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a year. White Master Velodoff. Varadoff's like, I want to take a. He's like, I want to take a year off to learn more magic. It's like, I want to come back a wizard, so I can fuck your mother. <laughs> Give me your hellish rebuke. All right, I just roll for damage on that, yeah. Uh huh. That is seven. Fourteen, and then it's a th- one more, right? It's yeah. uh, t- what normal normal hellish rebuke is what? Two d ten. So it's three d ten. Yeah. Right. So fourteen. So twenty damage. Jesus Christ! Can you not? That's how much damage I did on my normal attack. You utter shitlord! Can you not have anything nice in this house? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I could just think. Say, it's not going to survive another round. The fucking elemental's next. The DM doth declare this thing can't kill you all. The encounter is going to continue. Part of roll your damage, roll your attacks, whatever the hell. Roll two, roll two attacks. Wait, roll two attacks or roll for the for d- elemental? Roll for your two elemental attacks. Oh, wait, wait, D20s or? No, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. No, yes, rolled your D20s, fuck me. Uh, it fails the first one. Uh, 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 roll again. 17. Okay, much better, roll again. Six. Do I, no, I can't. All right, it hits once, roll 2D8s, please. Four. Nine. Takes 18 damage. Um, Sela. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Wait, 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 what'd I do? You didn't do anything. I wanted to give you a kill, but legally I can't because it's uh. still alive, which means it's Percival's turn. <laughs> I skipped Percival entirely. Fuck me. Oh, gee, right? Come on, Percival. Get that last swing. He breaks out. Yes. He has no movement. Can He's he like punch s- it? Daggering. He has a sword made of sunlight. Oh, I thought he dropped it. No, it was at his side. Oh. He was, can't move wrist high enough to slash arm. <laughs> Percival, you absolute fuck. This is your time to be a hero. <laughs> I would like everybody to gather around the table. And come bear witness. Did he just roll a net? He yeah. rolled a net 20. Percival's like, you fucker! He just went super saiyan. Pretty good. <laughs> by the light of my order, and by the decree of the crown, I sentence thee to the beyond. And you watch as this thing gets incinerated into the dust, and you hear a cry of madness. Oh, man. This is creepy. It, like a tortured scream of somebody that has heard things they ought not. As this ethereal tear in the void opens up and collects the ashes and seals itself again where this thing once stood. You don't know why, but you feel that this thing is not dead. Oh no. It just has been sent back to where it came from. 
Round two awaits. Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we have time for this episode of Caravan 13, but we hope to see you again soon. You can follow all of our updates over on Twitter at NinjaStarFoxPR1. I've been James the DM. Part of the L. Free. Gorek. And we've loved having you. We hope to see you again soon. I hope everyone.